On February 14th, Valentine's Day, in Kansas City, just a few seconds after the conclusion of a parade and rally for our own world champion Kansas City Chiefs, there was a shooting that injured over 20 people and took the life of one young woman. This comes to the very heart of the city and our concern about our children and about our friends. Uh, My wife and I had a son who was there. Priority Care had staff who were there. We had friends and family, other family who were there. It was a terrible tragedy. And unfortunately today I want to talk again about tragedy from a little bit different perspective. Hi, I'm Scott Brown. Come talk to me. So I know that I talked uh, with you about tragedy some months ago, and in that perspective, we talked about ages of the children and how to talk with them at different ages or whether or not to talk with them at young ages and how to monitor our own reactions during that time and how to be cautious with all of that. Um, And that's all still very solid information. And we've actually had a spike in people listening to that podcast. I'm glad to see that. I hope it's helpful. Um, But today I want to take a little bit different approach. Uh, This tragedy is a little bit different. It's not the same as a war overseas. It's not the same as um, a similar tragedy in another city in America or in Europe Um, This is a tragedy that is going to be largely unavoidable uh, for your children. Uh, Much past the age of probably seven, eight, second, third grade, other kids are going to be talking about it. Um, Once we get into middle school, past age 11, uh, not only are other kids going to be talking about it, but your kids are going to have an interest in it. They're going to be even energized by it. They're going to seek it out. Combine all of that with access to the internet, um, it is going to be not many kids in Kansas City, much above those ages, that aren't going to know about this. And I want to talk with you about how to manage that in your family. In doing that, I want to start off um, by saying to you, above all, above all, trust the strength of your family. Trust the love, trust the safety, trust the playfulness, trust the touch and the hugs, trust all of that, even if your child uh, happened to be there that day, even if your child heard gunfire or saw terrible things, or if your child is just hearing about it secondhand or thirdhand, always trust the strength of your family. Be extra loving, extra cuddly, extra playful, extra together, and we're going to get to that in in just a minute, okay? So if we assume that this tragedy is one that's difficult, if not impossible, for our children and ourselves to avoid, it's all over the news, talk radio is talking about it, there are new headlines every day on various internet sites, let's talk about how how to manage that. And there are two things that we want to talk about. One is to normalize, the other is to give hope. 
normalize, give hope, normalize, give hope. Okay. So let's talk about normalize. We're not going to normalize this kind of tragedy that, that of course can't be normalized. We want to manage how much we talk about it. We want to manage if we can, how much our children read about it or get involved in it. We don't want them spending evening after evening online reading about it. We want to manage those sorts of things. We want to manage our own reactions in front of the children. But what we do want to normalize first is our feelings and their feelings. So if your child is sad, if your child is scared, if your child is angry, let them know that those feelings are okay. Those feelings make sense. We've known for a long, long time, certainly since the 1960s or 70s and the work done by a guy named Fritz or Frederick Pearls, we've known that if we accept our feelings, that they don't get as big as they get if we are afraid of them or upset by them. So a child who gets scared about something like this, if that child doesn't accept his, her, or their feelings, then it's possible that the child gets scared and then gets even more scared because now I'm scared and that must mean something. And, and so my, my fear then creates more fear. We even call it the fear of fear syndrome. And so we want to let our children know if they're scared or angry or sad that those feelings are okay and that mom and dad have some of those feelings too. And we want to talk to him about in the tone of voice I'm talking to you in right now. And we want to say, hey, you know, that makes sense. And a lot of people have those feelings and they're okay. And they'll go away with time. And we're going to be right here for you through that. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. We'll get to that in a minute. But, but those feelings are okay. And it's all right to have them. And if our child has a hard time getting to sleep at night, we want to remind him that that's okay or remind her that those feelings at night are, are perfectly okay. We're sorry they're getting in the way of sleep, but we say to, to them, hey, you know, these feelings are normal. And if there's a sleep issue, we deal with that with sleep issues. Um, and... Um, we, we really work to let them know that those feelings are okay. The second thing that we normalize is the family routine. We make sure we get right back into normal routine, whatever that is for our family, whether that is soccer practice, whether that is family game night or movie night, whether that is special fun meals that the family really likes. And as I said earlier, that should include hugs and kisses and silliness and playfulness and fun and tenderness and a lot of I love you's normalizing all of that, carrying that really to a, a level where we're saying, hey, this is our family and we know that we're going to be fine and we're always together and we love one another and we're strong and we're going to do a lot of that. We're going to gas that up, okay? So when we, when we talk about normalizing, we talk about it in two ways, normalize the feelings and then normalize family routine. Normalize, 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 Okay. And then the second thing, <clears throat> excuse me, the second thing that we want to do is we want to, we want to give hope, right? We want to let them know, hey, everything's going to be okay. And we want to let them know that these things hardly ever happen. I mean, they happen, it seems like a lot around the country, 
we won't say that, but we can say to them, you know, we haven't had this happen in Kansas City like this before, and th this is not common, and we don't need to really worry a whole bunch about it besides mom and dad or mom and mom or dad and dad or whomever going to keep everybody safe, and we're going to make good decisions, and we'll get past this, and everything will be really, really great. And we're going to show them that everything's being really, really great, again, by normalizing the routine, okay? A lot of hope, and again, playfulness works well with hope. Hugs work well with hope. I loves you, I love yous work well with hope. Affection works well with hope. Silliness works well with hope. So we want to give a lot of hope. This is going to be okay. We'll get over this. Yeah, it's normal to have those feelings now, but there will be a time down the road where we don't have them, and that's okay. And those are the two broad brush steps, I think, that are most important given the nature of this tragedy and, and its location, the fact that it is so close to us here in Kansas City. Now, one last thing. And that is that if your child struggles and the anxiety or the sadness or the anger doesn't seem to be decreasing. And let's say we get another week and a half from right now. Uh, today's the 18th of February. We get another week and a half from right now and those issues are continuing to be a problem. Take your child to the pediatrician set an appointment. If you're a priority care person, set an appointment with your child's pediatrician to go and talk about these things. If um, um, you are uh, not a priority care family, go to your child's pediatrician and bring this up and make sure you're, you're clear with, with the pediatrician about the symptoms. And pay attention to problems with sleep, appetite, memory or concentration, problems with doing well at school, difficulty experiencing pleasure, fear, or stress sorts of reactions like high levels of anxiety, um, difficulty, as I said, with sleep, um, a lot of expressed worry. Make an appointment to see the pediatrician. In addition to that, on Priority Care's website, uh, Katie McDougall has just recorded a video that references uh, some tips on how to manage this and I believe some resources so you might access that. But the two key elements, uh, listen to our last uh, podcast about tragedy, but the two key elements from this one, normalize feelings, accept them, talk about them in this very calm, matter-of-fact voice that everything's going to be okay, and normalize your family routine with a lot of love, a lot of fun, a lot of affection, game nights, movie nights, special dinners, whatever. And then make sure you show hope. Make sure you let them know that we're going to get past this, that everything's going to be fine, that mom and dad will keep the family safe, those kinds of things. Definitely a heavier topic than we sometimes deal with. I appreciate your time. I'm Scott Brown. Thank you for coming to talk to me. Dr. Brown is a licensed psychologist. 
This show focuses on general parenting advice. If you are concerned that your child might have a mental or emotional illness, please seek help. Your pediatrician's office is a great place to start. Come Talk to Me is by Priority Care Productions. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. To learn more, visit pcpeds.com or see the show notes in the episode description. Thank you for joining us and join us again next week for Come Talk to Me.